Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Vanity Podcast. My name is Scott. With me today, my good buddy, radio friend, Josh Markovitz. We're on the air. Put the on the air side on, everybody. Uh, okay. okay. Everybody. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get a... Uh, I'm really getting not. an on-air sign, put it at the top of your steps. Yeah, like Uncle Jesse in Full House. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Get out of my studio, Mom! Can we talk about how shitty they were as radio hosts for a second? Um, I mean, I'm I'm kind of a fan. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying that they weren't terrible, but... Look, I loved the show. I loved the show, too. Full House, I loved the show. Yeah, no, 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 me too, me too. I did, I did not love the Rush Hour Renegades. <laughs> because... A, what I hated about that and a lot of uh, like TV, radio, like shit, they don't have headphones on. <laughs> they never have yeah. headphones on. Yeah, that was a WKRP thing, big time. But I mean, do you need the headphones? I need to revisit that show, WKRP. I tried. It's hard. Really? It's, it, yeah, it's hard because they don't have the original music in it. You know, oh, I don't, that's know, if, I don't right. know if you're familiar with that. The rights. They don't have the, the rights. They didn't get the rights to it. They don't have the original music to it. And um, yeah, it's 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 hard to watch. It's really hard to watch. I feel like when I first came around to like to being aware of that show, I wasn't working in radio. Right. So, I mean, it it was on. What When did that series start? I'm looking right quick because now I want WKRP. 1974. Uh, Survey says 1978. Oh, I was close. 78 to 82. So, yeah, it ended when I was one. Close, though. So, anyway, maybe I won't revisit uh, WKRP. But what I will say is I think like that news radio, I feel like I would appreciate those shows um, being. News radio was a really good show. I think it was um, I think it was underrated. And I never watched it again. Then I Joe Rogan was on it, and look what he's doing now. He's doing some stuff, right? But working in well, formerly working in radio, um, no longer in radio currently. But I right. will say this: the, the only comment I'm going to make about that is, radio people are a compassionate bunch. Yes, we love what we do, and the support from one another. Like, from the people, like, at the front line, so to speak. Like, the people doing the production and the on-air hosting and that sort of thing. Everybody mm-hmm. has is been very supportive to the... A lot of people lost their jobs over the last month or so. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have reached out to not just me, but it's, it's, a, it's a tight-knit community, and I'm appreciative mm-hmm. of that. Even though not involved on the day-to-day right now. I'm appreciative of those people, and I think that's cool that these people, you know, have each other's backs. Aside from that, what I wanted to talk about, now that we're the full house thing is out of the way, and we talked about how <laughs> terrible of a show the Rush Hour Renegades were. Also, how could just anybody fill in when they couldn't do the show? Anyway, anyway. It's TV, bro. Let it go. TV in the 90s, even worse. <laughs> so why this we, – we talked about this maybe – Right after the Super Bowl halftime show, which was a couple weeks ago at this point, mm-hmm. so many people I saw on the on the social medias were offended by the halftime show. Were they offended, or did they just think there was something wrong with it? Because there's a difference. That's there's true. A difference. I think, 
and I'm not sure, but what I've I've seen the the social media hive mind talk about is being offended or thinking it was quote unquote overly sexual. Well, these two perform Shakira, Jennifer Lopez performed. Right. They both had full body suits on. Correct. With uh designs on top of them. Right, right, right. L- so like uh, almost like uh, cheerleaders or dancers could do. Right, like a uh, or even like the people who are offended by this have they never watched I don't know, Olympic volleyball, Olympic swimming, even even wrestling. Like why why are people Or even the cheerleaders on the sideline every week of the NFL. Exactly. How about that? Why are people offended? by everything now why is it was it always this way or is it it let me let me start that that thought again was it always this way and we just weren't aware of it but we are now because of everyone has a social media platform i personally don't think there was anything wrong with that show these women in their 40s looking great Almost fifty too. I think I, I think, think Jennifer Lopez 50. is fifty. I'm gonna look it up. I think she is. I know. I know. Uh, Shakira is a few years younger than uh, than me. She might be your age. She, Shakira's birthday was the day of that of the super of the Super Bowl. Febru- that's correct. So that's Jennifer correct. Lopez is. Uh, she will be. No, she turned fifty in July. So she's okay. like okay. So yeah, closer to fifty one than she is fifty right. at this point. If she can get out there. And dance like that. Granted, they weren't singing because nobody sings at the halftime show. Unless you're, no, it's just the way it is. Unless you're Prince. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Shakira's 43. Okay. Well, there you go. She's older than me. I thought she was younger than me. Both those women looked fantastic and had the energy. They had more energy. If I had to go out there and do that, it's not happening. No, we'd be asleep in 15 seconds. We can't, we can't do it. Our cardio, our, our hearts would explode. We couldn't do that. I can't do it. I yeah. Massive respect for them going out and doing that. For, for starters, but these these people online who are offended by it, why are they offended by it? There's no, you know, look, back in the day, I saw Jen, uh, uh, Janet Jackson's full boob on TV during the Super mm-hmm, Bowl. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. turned out just fine. And we're all fine. Yeah, I, saw, I saw that meme too. And we're all fine. Right. We're all fine. We're what? all fine. I, 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 don't think there's a, I don't think there's a definitive answer to it. I I think <clears throat> excuse me I think that everyone is trying to find something to complain about which you know me I love to complain but <laughs> I I think <laughs> I think in this respect it's the Super Bowl like it's the it's the largest viewing audience of the year nothing comes close to the Super Bowl ever and I think the fact that these parents or these people are seeing things that they're not used to seeing, maybe that's what causes the backlash. But then there are some people that are used to seeing this, and it's just another avenue for them to go, well, F this, and I don't like this, and my kid's this, and my kid's that. And- Clutch my pearls. This is so, oh my goodness. Well, guess what? Like Karen in you know Poughkeepsie or whomever, even if you might have not seen that, your 12, 13, 14-year-old kid has, Absolutely. has already. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I know there are some, look, I, my, my daughter uses some apps that I'm not very happy with. They show a lot of things and she, she was using it next to me and there was stuff on there that, um, I, listen, when I, I'll back up, let me rewind the tape. When I was 11 years old mm-hmm. uh, and I was listening to rap music because 11 years old for me would have been early 90s. Right. 
I, I said to my mother, hey, I, I want to I wanna listen to the Digital Underground Humpty Dance, and I want to get their whole tape. I want to get the whole thing. I want to know all of their songs, not just their big hit I hear on the radio all the time. I want to hear their music. Once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. Once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. Uh, and uh, I also learned what 69 was from that song. Had no idea. This is 10 years old for me, and uh, 11 years old for me. And I got the tape. I listened to it, and, and there didn't have the warning sticker on it yet. It just said... Uh, this this album could contain some explicit content or explicit language. It didn't have it was the, just like this, the black and white thing on it. It did not. It did not have the Tipper Gore sticker on it, which is what I call that parental advisory sticker. Because thank you, Tipper Gore, for doing that. I roll, um, <clears throat> which <laughs> made my formative years so difficult to buy things without my mom there. It was very difficult. Um, which which is why m- most kids, you know, you know, who uh, whose parents did let them do it. You got to copy their tape because you know, <laughs> dual tape decks, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That was the way to go back in the day. So I got I got this tape and my mom's like, um, you know, listen to it. And if you if you hear anything on it, let me know what you hear. And I was like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. My mom's like, she not only bought it for me and we bought it at the wall. Uh, so it still has the lifetime guarantee sticker on it just in case something happens. Good luck finding just, a wall to take it back to. Just in case. And, um, <laughs> and she... She said, go ahead and listen to it. Let me know what you think. And uh, and I came back and I said, um, besides the Humpty Dance and Do What You Like, there really wasn't much on there that I didn't already know from like movies. I mean, she let me watch Revenge of the Nerds when I was like eight or nine years old. And that's at the time, that was pretty raunchy comparative to, you know, comparatively. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was awful raunchy. I mean, that's American Pie Standard. That's Animal House. That's all those kind of films. And uh that's just uh, you know that's just how i was brought up so it didn't bother me and um i said to my daughter you know if there's something questionable on these apps that you're using tell me yeah and we'll talk about it you know and 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 i think a lot of people maybe they're they're uh, i don't i don't want to put people down because it's not fair but because they're not here to defend themselves but i think karen from nebraska may not have been brought up that way and she's not bringing up her kids that way and for the uh, free television event of the biggest viewing event of the year to see that. And look, again, I don't necessarily agree with Karen from Nebraska. <laughs> I'm just saying this might be the reason why. Right. I don't know. But my guess is it, it, it's not something that she's used to seeing. And if it is something she's used to seeing, she's used to uh, censoring it to her own kids. That way, the NFL can't just be, hey, here's this, or 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 the network can't just be, here's this. But there's also a thing called a remote control. Right. Change the channel. Change the, the goddamn channel if you don't like what you're seeing. I think, like, kind of piggybacking off of what you said, uh, if they weren't brought up that way or they weren't educated in the way that sometimes things are different and you don't have to agree with it, but you also don't have to complain about it. Like, Correct. You know, or uh, people who complain about, and this isn't quite the same thing, but... Like I watch a show called Shit's Creek. It's wildly popular, but it's it's ending this year. But there is a character on it who is pansexual, and mm-hmm. there are depictions of like he's engaged to a man on the show. And what I love about this show is the series creator. It's Eugene Levy and Dan Levy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they. Dan specifically said in creating the show, there will be no bigotry in the, in the town because they live in this small town in the middle of like nowhere, but nobody bats an eye at the fact that this guy who dresses pretty flamboyantly and interestingly, no one cares. And but I mean that in a good way, no one cares. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. 
just the depictions of different sexualities are totally like normal in this town. And I feel like that's what's lacking. And if, 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 if like a kid or whatever is watching something like that, maybe rather than be offended, quote unquote about it, explain to kids what, what it is like you don't. And I know this isn't everybody agrees with it, but love who you want to love. You know, sure, sure. Like I'm not, I've never been offended by that. And even like growing up, like I was born in in 81, like growing up through the eighties and nineties, like that wasn't quote unquote normal to see, but now that doesn't bother me. Like I have gay friends. I just don't care. But I mean that in a good way. It was because you were brought up correctly. Clearly uh, Scott's mom and dad did the right thing and, and quote did the right thing because to you and I, it's the right thing. To someone right. else, it may not be the right thing. But and and I obviously I don't want to put anybody down if they don't feel the same way that that you and I do. But <clears throat> my mom, and your parents, uh, if they if 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 it's it's if it's brought out to you and you say this is what this is, whether it's homosexuality, whether it's a boob, whether it's uh, whatever, mm-hmm. I think it, it, it's that uh, it's that age old you know uh, if it's said enough, it becomes homogenized, or if you hear it enough or you see it enough, it becomes homogenized. You know. We, we live in an area with a heavy traffic. It means nothing to us now because we've done it for so long in our lives. We're desensitized to it. They're desensitized to it. And I think I think that's kind of what it comes down to is we were brought up in ways to make us not so. Sheltered? I don't know if sheltered maybe, but like, but like I have a buddy who, who doesn't like that stuff, but he also goes, I just don't care though. Like. He didn't like the he didn't like the halftime show for whatever reason. I mean, I question him uh, as a straight male why he didn't enjoy watching two beautiful women, <laughs> you know, shake shake their thing and do their thing. But he's like, yeah, I don't really care either way. So he 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 says he didn't like it, or he says he doesn't care because you can't be both. He's saying like he didn't care about, it. not that he didn't like it. Okay. He's just saying he didn't care, but like he didn't care for two hot women shaking their butts on a, on a field. I'd rather somebody not care than hate on it, you know, because he could, you know, not care because, oh, I'm not a fan of their music or their whatever, or even a football. Like, I I mean, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But if these two women are out there clearly putting in the work, you know, they're, they're not, it's not like they're out there just standing there singing or whatever. That was a performance. And I feel like everybody, not just that show for that reason, everybody's complained about the show, the halftime show, for a long time. However, nobody last year when Maroon 5 performed and Adam Levine's out there with no Mm -hmm. shirt on. Correct. I didn't see anybody complaining like, oh, my God, this is so wrong because that man doesn't have a shirt on. Well, that's the typical because we're, we're used to men not wearing shirts and women have to wear tops. And, you know... It doesn't bother people because it's, hey, that guy's swimming. He's not wearing a top. That's normal. Hey, that guy's at the gym, not wearing a top. That's normal. He's still that's why. scantily clad. If you sure will. it is, sure it is. Listen, as a fat dude like I am, I'm. It 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 offended me big time. All I wanted to know, I, look, I think I don't want to look like Adam Levine. Give me a break. You were Come offended on. because he looks good better looking than you. Built. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. That's what I'm offended over. I'm offended because I look over. like trash, and he's a good looking dude. I look like a big bowl of jello and he looks like a nice tall glass of water. Water. There's the Philly in you. Okay. Okay. All right. You don't have to get into that. We'll <laughs> but, do that another day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, like I, you know, if, 
if anyone has their, I mean, people have their own beliefs for everything. Sure, I just sure. don't get the outrage or the the faux outrage over that show. It's not they were they were fully clothed, even if it was implied nudity or implied skin. But that's but that's where I get frustrated because I I I don't want to say I got in online fights because I I didn't get on online. Fights, yes, you did. I did. I okay, I did. But I I had a couple of conversations with people, and I was just trying to understand. I was trying to understand what exactly people were angry about or upset about. And the number one thing that I kept reading was it was overly sexualized. Not that they were naked or not that it implied nudity. It's that it was just overly sexualized. And the part that I don't, excuse me, the part that I don't understand about that is it was cultural first. You know, when they first said, hey, Super Bowl is going to be in um, Miami. Miami. The first thing I said was, well, well, shit, they better get Pitbull and Gloria Estefan and maybe Will Smith just for, you know, good measure. And they better be, do, be they better be doing like a, a fucking conga line around Hard Rock Stadium that day. And I'm surprised there was no Pitbull, to be honest. Well, he did do the pre-show. Well, that's Fox. true. That's true. So there probably was a reason he didn't double dip, which whatever, that's fine. But if you're if you're going to have a Super Bowl in Miami, I, I assumed you would have him on there. But that could have been a sponsor thing. Regardless, regardless. When I first heard the Super Bowl was going to be in Miami, that's the first thing that came to my mind was this better be a Latin party because it's South Beach. It's 2020. Um, you know, Puerto Rico is is a big part of the United States and South Florida, huge Hispanic population. This is this this Super Bowl in this time is because the last time they had the Super Bowl in Miami. I think Paul McCartney might have done the super uh, the halftime show. It was the one where I think it was raining and uh, Indianapolis won because I remember Peyton Manning playing in the rain. So I'm not sure where that was. Looking it up just to see. Uh, 2006 funny. something maybe. Here the previous it. ten Super Bowls. The previous ten Super Bowls prior to this year. Let's see. Uh, yeah, here it is. 2005. Uh, Five. I was close. I was close. I was close. It's close. Um, you know, I don't recall that being the halftime show there. I, I don't. And that, that 2005, that was 50, that was 15 years ago. And again, we're now in 2020. Our population in this country is much different than it was 15 years ago. We have a huge Hispanic population, especially in that area. Especially, that's what I'm saying. Especially in South Beach, and you're gonna get. Jennifer Lopez, who, okay, fine. She's not from Florida. She's from New York. Whatever. Shakira, she's not from Florida. She's from another, I forget where she's from. Columbia, maybe? Columbia. It might be It might be Columbia. I think you're right. And we're doing a celebration of Latin music and Latin culture. Yep. And and there was, a, there was a couple of other political things thrown in, which we'll talk about in a second. But I understand, as somebody of Jewish heritage, who has cultural things that go along with your... Whether it's your race or your religion or your background, nothing that they did to me was anything I didn't expect because right. of a of a Latino themed uh, halftime show in South Beach, Miami, right, right. Florida. Um, you know, a lot of people said when when uh, when when Shakira did that blah, 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 thing that yeah. it was a little a little sexualized, but I thought she sounded more like a turkey. You know, an impression of a turkey. More well, than said, that was a cultural thing too. It, I can't remember what that is it, correct. What it meant, but it, uh, yeah, it's like some like call something. Sure, it, it had a meaning to it. It had a meaning to it, and when it happened, my daughter and I kind of looked at each other, chuckled because it was it was funny, it was cute, it was 
whatever it was, it was it was nothing. In, I was sitting there watching it with my daughter, and not once did I go comparatively to when she uses these apps. Did I say, oh, she should she shouldn't be watching that? What? what Where's my remote control? Let me check. Fox, I am I am tweeting you right now in NFL. I'm like none of that. None of that. Nothing, nothing about it made me angry. Not one thing. Not one thing. And that has nothing to do with Jennifer Lopez and Shakira specifically. It just has to do with an overall fact of the whole show. However, and I said this before, there was a couple of political things that were thrown into it. Yeah. If Karen from Nebraska, who's this, you know, maybe she's not a liberal, maybe she's you know, maybe she's just very conservative and doesn't want to see politics in, in her halftime show. It's been going on for years, but maybe she doesn't like it. You know, they had kids in cages. and Right. But Jen- it wasn't Jennifer like Lopez. specifically, it was like the balloon. I think it was like balloon, made to look like yeah. cages, but yeah. But it was, impli- it was implied. Sure. It was. Uh, oh, yeah. And of course, I didn't realize it until after, but it was implied. <laughs> and then Jennifer Lopez singing Born in the USA with her daughter, yep. wrapped in a Puerto Rican flag, which a lot of people confuse for the Cuban flag, which... I can see why it still has the star and the triangle fine, but a simple Google search, just looking it up would tell you that's not the flag. But I saw people getting pissed because like, oh, they're singing Born in the USA with a Puerto Rican flag. Puerto Rico has been a U.S. territory since the late 1800s. For years, years. This is not, and this is not like new news. Over a hundred years. Right. This isn't like it happened six months ago and people just didn't realize it. Like some bill that gets passed that people don't know. No, this is a big deal. Like if you don't realize that Puerto Rico is part of the U.S. and you know, I don't know what to tell you. You have a computer, a phone, you have Google in front. All you got to do is, hey, Google, is Puerto Rico a U.S. territory? Or just type in Puerto Rico. The first thing it'll tell you, in fact, I'm going to do it just now, just so I can prove the fact. You type in Puerto Rico, you type in Puerto Rico into, and it says, Puerto Rico is a Caribbean island and unincorporated United States territory. It's in the first sentence. I believe it was since 1868. Is that what it is? I think that's what it was. Uh, I'm... How long has Puerto Rico been a U.S. territory? Uh, unincorporated, 1900 to 1952. Yeah. So, ah, Puerto Rico. This is from uh, Puerto Rico is a territory of the U.S. It became a U.S. territory in 1898. There you go. So uh, we're looking at a hundred and what? Uh, 120 years. Yeah. Almost. A little more than 120 years. 122. Yeah. Don't get mad at that now. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> And and the fact that people confused what she was doing, like, I hate saying this because it makes me feel like an ass, but, you know, rah-rah your military is no different than rah-rah Puerto Rico flag around you. It's the same patriotism. It's just a different, you, Puerto Rico's like saying, oh, I love the state of Maryland. I love the Commonwealth of Virginia. You know, it's, it's all, sorry, I hit my mic. It's all the same thing. It's all the same. And, and if people can't understand that, if they're if they are offended by what Jennifer Lopez did, well, they got some education to do. Well, the funny thing is, I saw somebody posting about that on, or not not about Lopez, but posting about being George Lopez. Yes, George Lopez. No, about Jennifer. About about <laughs> the uh, the the Puerto Rican flag, and right. I just commented what I just said to you. I'm like. Puerto Rico has been a U.S. territory for over 100 years. And then right. they deleted my comment, which I'm pointing something out to you that— Well, you don't, you don't want to tell people they're wrong. People don't want honesty. People mm-hmm. don't want mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. truth. 
mm-hmm. and that's that comes across or that 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 applies not just to stuff like this but it applies to okay complete 180 here but back around halloween i saw somebody post uh, a, a picture of them in costume from some, I can't even remember what it was, but it was like, hey, did I, basically, hey, did I do this well? Seeking affirmations from the social media hive mind. Mm-hmm. And somebody commented, you know, there was a bunch of comments. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's great. It was okay. And somebody commented, you could have done better. This is <laughs> This is pretty good, but, you know, whatever. Right. And that person got pissed. Don't ask a question if you don't want an honest answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the way we are now. It, it, and that goes back to the social media aspect, like you said about why is everybody so angry about or upset about Jennifer Lopez and Shakira's performance? Yeah. Nobody nobody wants truth because nobody wants rejection because nobody wants to really be put down ever. And and I get that. Nobody ever wants bad uh, bad juju, so to speak, or bad um, feedback. But sometimes bad you need feedback. That. Any of that, you do. You do, especially as a musician or an entertainer or even somebody on the radio who who look. You know, you you may have only been on the air for six months, and this might be your first gig, and you need the feedback with it. But I feel like that's beneficial. Like if you okay, if I'm. Uh, let's say like if I'm rehearsing with the band or before we rehearse and I go, Hey guys, I was working on this new song and I play them something just with an acoustic guitar and sing part of it. And if they say, you know, that, that verse is good. The pre-chorus is great. The chorus we could work on a little bit better. The the pre-chorus needs some work. I'm not going to get mad at that. I'm going to be glad they told me that so we right. can write a better song or Correct. work on some better music. Well, it's because people, like I said, people don't, People don't want to be wrong. They don't want to be told they're wrong. They don't. They don't want to know. And maybe it's different as a group setting, as, as a band versus a, a singular setting. As you know, if if I came to you and, and you said, "Hey, man, listen to this song that I wrote," and I was like, "Oh, uh, you know, it sucked." Well, that I understand. I've had I have arguments with people where they say they don't like something because it's stupid, and I'm like, "Well, that's that's not a reason. Like, you got to give a reason why something's not good." And people don't want to. People don't want to give the. They don't want to give the honest truth. I think people are afraid of being honest because they don't they don't want the repercussions of being honest. Because you have to follow it up. Like if if you back your shit up always. Yeah, and I'll be honest with somebody. Like if if uh, back in I think it was October, I met up with some old friends from high school. Like we hadn't been together in a really long time. We all got together. They knew that I uh, I used to play music with them, um, but they knew that I still have a music project and mm-hmm. I've recorded some stuff. They're like, play mm-hmm. it for us, okay. So I played it for them, and they had good things that they liked about it that they told me and stuff. Oh, I don't really like this part, but at the end of any of the criticism, and I say constructive Mm -hmm. criticism, it was, I appreciate the fact that you're still doing this or that you are passionate enough to take the time to write a damn song, go to the studio, record it. Like Even if they were like, you know what, I don't like this song at all, but you know what, I'm glad you're still working on that. I wouldn't take that as negative. You know, every song isn't for everybody. Like, I could write Correct. a song that you might love and that someone else might hate. Okay. Correct. But Correct. I've seen people, especially, you know, in, in the radio world, will post a break or an idea they have and ask for feedback on it. And if anybody gives anything other than compliments, they're immediately the quote-unquote bad guy. They're the, stop hating. Stop hating on it. Immediately. Not, right. Immediately. 
Am I really hating if you asked for feedback and I'm giving you my honest opinion on it? Is that hating? No, that's me telling you what you asked for. I mean, there are there are people who have gotten that have lost their jobs for giving the feedback that was asked of them. For example, if somebody said, "Hey, well, what do you think of X, Y, Z?" in an interview, and the, and a celebrity, and when I say lost their jobs, meaning they've you know lost endorsements or whatever. In the interview, the interviewee may or the interviewer may say, "What do you think of?" you know, this law that does this thing. And the guy and the, and, and the uh, interviewee says, oh, well, I don't like this thing or I don't like it for that reason. And da, da, da. Well, why are you hating on it? And then all of a sudden people come down on him on social media or come down on her on social media. And I think that's why. I think people don't want to be, um, I think people don't want to be doxxed. I, I think people don't want to be uh, hated on in, in, in social media. I, I, I think the abundance of, Anything that happens because of your, quote, negativity, because you disagreed with it, right? immediately makes people jump on your back. If I went on Twitter right now and I was like, hey, you know, you know that broomstick challenge or the broom challenge, not that cool. Okay. I'm, I think I'm voicing a valid opinion. It's not that cool. Then all of a sudden I'll have 800 people responding to my tweet telling me that I suck and this and that. And that. Why and guess you what, when that happens? Why hate? And guess what happens to me when that happens? I start feeling like, like shit because- now I have all these people telling me that I'm wrong. Or a good example was yesterday, a friend of mine from high school had posted something about what Joe Biden had said uh, in, in New Hampshire. Uh-huh. Um, I, you know, pony face soldier, whatever, whatever the thing he said. Was. That, that insult or the. Right. The, whatever yeah. the insult was, which in itself was stupid to begin with, but whatever. Well. <laughs> whatever. That being said, the post said, well, that's one way not to get votes. You know, call people names. And I responded, well, or call people names or grab them by the pussy or make uh, mocking a, a disabled uh, 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 reporter or, you know, Let me this. Guess. And their response was, it's still your president. I deleted it before anything started. And oh, the, re- smart. the reason I, but the reason I deleted it was because of what I just explained to you was I wasn't ready <laughs> at 930 at night <laughs> to just- deal with. To, to deal with that, right? Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't want it. And, but, but, and they are, and, and and that that person that posted it, they they do, they are a Trump fan. And again, do you vote for whoever you want to vote for? Just get out and vote. That's all I say. Right. Um, wh- whether I agree with you or not, um, I just care that you vote. But I knew the second I hit send or post, I knew I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with this right now. And that's what it kind of boils down to is I knew what I wrote was true. And I knew what I wrote was factual, but I also knew what I wrote would be considered hating or a quote unquote hating or, or, or negative. And, and it kind of, it kind of goes back to, well, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And I, you, and I think that's what it has to do with. You would have woken up with a complete shit storm. Like you would have been Correct. like 75 Correct. notifications. Like, what the hell did I just do? I, Correct. And I didn't want to deal with that. I did not want to deal with that. So. Go oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, no, I was saying so that that's that's that definitely goes back to why people don't want to say things. They they don't want to be negative Nancy. Debbie I think Downer. Go, going back to what you said about you know if a celebrity's asked something in an in an interview like right. hey what do right. you think about this right. and so much stuff is taken out of context that people react to that without knowing the full story. Like if let's say I don't know I'm this is completely made up but they ask. Right. Brad Pitt about what Biden said 
mm-hmm. why they, and he right. might go, oh, you know, I don't think that was the best thing to say. Or he could say, you know, oh, that I thought the remark, his insult was funny. Just knowing like the phrase that he used, like the horse phase or whatever, whatever it was that he said, then right. all of a sudden Brad Pitt's labeled as a supporter and agrees with Biden because he made the, <laughs> right. it goes down this rabbit hole of just when really the guy was just could have just, oh, yeah, I thought that comment he made without even knowing what the comment was about. Oh, yeah, that insult or that line was was funny. Do you th- do you think that people do it because they they <clears throat> do you think people either say no comment because they don't want to deal with it? Or do you think they just go, well, here's what I think, because they just don't care because they don't care what the reaction is. Um. Both probably okay. like if okay. somebody put me on the spot and asked me a question like that, if I was a celebrity, even I'm not a celebrity, even if they asked me, like if I was doing an interview about, oh, I don't know, music and someone said, hey, what do you think about the new Pearl Jam song? You know, right. I really would say, I don't think it's very good. Like, I don't right. I don't like it. There's a lot of other Pearl Jam stuff that I do like. I don't think this new song, Dance of the Clairvoyance, is for me. Right. But now all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're a Pearl. Well, oh, what, you don't like Pearl Jam? What's wrong Pearl with Jam you? Hater. You don't like them, right? You're a hit. Well, did you like any of the other stuff? Yeah, I like some of it, but I didn't like that one. Well, why not? You're a fan. I don't have to like everything. <laughs> some of my favorite, like my favorite. I love Jimmy Eat World. I love the Foo Fighters. I love Butch Walker. I don't a hundred percent love every song. Every once in a while, you're like, nah, eh, it's all right. Right. It doesn't mean sure. I'm going to hate on him or not go see him in concert. It just means right. I don't 100% love every song. Is there any artist where anyone loves every single note they've played? Probably not. And if you say yes, you're probably lying. Yeah, if you uh if you if you if you say yes or you fake the positivity or or you know, hey, so a coworker says, "Hey, hey Scott, what did you think of that?" and you say, "Well, it really wasn't that good." If you fake it, they're going to know you're faking because they know you. They know it's fake. But if you're serious and you're honest, you're still a douche. You're still the asshole. And it's not that's unfair. I've started saying when asked stuff that's clearly like opinion based. What do you think of that movie or that song or that TV show or whatever? Instead of going that sucks or I hate it, I'll just say that's not for me. Even if it's like an artist I like, like there's plenty of Pearl Jam songs that I and I'm just using them as an example. Um, There's plenty of their music that I do like, but that song, that's not for me. It's just it's pretty different. And I'm all for bands, you know, evolving their sound and stuff. One of my favorite bands is Silverchair. Their last record they did does not sound anything like that first record they did. And I I must said we did like I was in the band. (laughs) You're right there in the band. Right. I'm in the band. I still like both of those records, but. They're, yeah, it's just different, and bands can evolve. That's cool, but the way that Pearl Jam evolved into this latest single, I don't really like it. Maybe the rest of the record's great. I don't know. All right, well then I have this question for you. Do uh, you think? Do you think that a lot of people don't say negative things? Or I, I don't like using. I, let me back up. I don't like you saying the word negative because it's not negative. It's just your opinion sure. that just happens to be. Not positive, if that makes any sense. Which it is. It's just an opinion, and it's an honest opinion. I'd rather get an honest opinion than bullshit any day. I mean, I can say to you, hey, I don't like that sweatshirt you're wearing. I think it looks bad with your with face. your outfit. With your, I was going to say face. You read, you read my mind. I was going to say face. But uh, yeah, I, I don't like that sweatshirt you're wearing. 
It doesn't look good with your face. Look, I wear all black all the time. You see me. I, I never wear any other color but black. You got your print shirt on and your maroon hoodie. Yeah. Not maroon five hoodie. Your maroon no, no, no. hoodie. No, no, no. And, and if you look at me, I have gray hair and I have gray and black clothing. Everything matches on me. And I, lo- and I like to wear those. You, you wear different colors and you don't have gray in your beard and things like that. And at the end of the day, if I said to you, Scott, I don't like that sweatshirt on you. I don't love you any less than I did 30 seconds before I told you that. I'm not going to not be your friend. I'm not going to not be your friend because I don't like a sweatshirt that looks like what it looks like on you. But at the same time, and I am guilty of this because because my girlfriend will cr- critique me on being on the radio. And, and that's okay. She's allowed to. That's, you know, that's what your spouse or your significant other can do. They are supposed to give you feedback on, on what you do. And sometimes it's def- definitely difficult for me huh. to not to not accept it or to push back because this is my job. Like this is what I do. Right. And with all due respect to her, you know, she's giving me her opinion from a listener standpoint, which is totally okay. But a from lot a, li- of people a listener standpoint it. is different from a uh, like a, a professional standpoint, like somebody sure. who does it. Absolutely. But she's a listener slash girlfriend or your wife is a listener slash wife. Right. She's she's got the extra edge. She's in that in, in the Venn diagram. She's in that center circle <laughs> be- between listener, listener and professional because they kind of know both sides of the of the coin. They've sat in the studio. They know what you do. Right. They've listened to you in their car. So they know what it sounds like from both sides. And I do that with my wife with music, too. Like sure. she she'll hear and God bless her for it. She'll hear me down here in my studio where I might play the same piano part over for, you know, five minutes or working on, working on a guitar part over and over. And I'm pretty sure it gets annoying after a while to hear that same part over and over while I'm trying to work it out, but I'll play her something and I'll say, Hey, what do you think of this? And if she tells me she doesn't like it, I won't get mad. I ask why. And if she says, Oh, I don't think it's catchy. Then I go back to the drawing board and think, sure. all right, why is this not catchy? And then uh, maybe I'll save a, you know, a roughly recorded version of it to play for the guys in the band just mm-hmm. because it's it's a different demographic, even though like we think of right. it from a creative standpoint. Right. She's thinking of it from a listener standpoint. Listeners, right. and this is something that I've had to learn over the course of, of, of music and of even being in radio where... Nobody cares, and this is from a music standpoint, I could write the most complex chord changes and structures and whatever, mm-hmm. but unless it's catchy and somebody, and memorable, no one gives a shit how complex it is. The only Correct. people who cares about that are other musicians. Correct. You and other musicians. <laughs> right. Because the same thing happens when, when you do a commercial for radio. I can make it sound good. I can have my pew-pews and my lasers and my in there, and it could sound awesome, and it may sell some products, but the only person that really cares is pretty much you and other uh, professionals and the client, and that's it. And and the client, the listener, the client, it could just be you and a voice. As long as it pushes product and gets people correct. to use whatever right. their service or thing is, that's that's who but cares li- about it. The listener doesn't care about the intricacies the way that you do or the client does. <clears throat> and just like being on the air, really, the listener doesn't care how you get the things or what you're saying on the air. They just want to be informed. They want to get that information. They want to laugh. They want to have a good time. And I forget where we were going with this, but I think a lot of people don't say what they want to say. As I said before, are 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 scared of the of the backlash. Yeah. And take that one step further. 
especially in, in, you know, in the entertainment business, if I said something like, oh, I, I don't like, I'm just using a fake product just so I don't have to, you know, don't have put to talk shit down. about somebody. Correct. But hey, I didn't like uh, uh, John's uh, um, ding dongs. You know what I mean? I wasn't a fan of the, of, okay. All right. That's what you come up with. That's <sighs> the first thing you come up with. We'll just say cogs, okay? Cogs, because it's just a general thing, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't like I didn't like Joe's cogs. Well, mm-hmm. Why not? Well, you know, I wasn't a fan of what they of what they did or how they worked or what they tasted like or what they. I wasn't a fan of Joe's cogs, you know. Mm-hmm. And then Joe's cogs can come back and be, be like, well, "You're a public figure, and you're saying this. What, what, why would you say that? That's our product, and you're 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 putting our product down." So I think a lot of times that might have to do with at least people in our profession who do that. But on social media, actually, and on social media, because look, oh, social I mean, media can blow up and be, you know, if a celebrity, let's say, I don't know, somebody who, like wildly popular, like BTS. one of the BTS, <laughs> BTS, one of the Kardashians. If Kim Kardashian right. tweeted right now, Pepsi sucks. I hate Pepsi. Right. right. Can you imagine the kind of backlash because she has eight bazillion followers or people mm-hmm. like really, you know, those mm-hmm. influencers that they're, you know, she's one of. Right. They're like, I, I would they would they try and sue? Probably not. But that's a damaging blow from a huge celebrity to any sort of brand. Correct, and I think that's why people uh, might not necessarily say something. I mean, imagine if if a coworker said to you, "Hey, how did I sound on the radio?" And you uh, on social media, and you were like, "Well, you know, it didn't sound this good, or it sounded this bad, or whatever." And you're so and so from such and such. Well, now all of a sudden you're just putting down that. Look at a movie. If you went out there and said, eh, you know, I'm not really, a, not really a fan of that movie that won that award. Well, now you're a public figure talking trash on a movie. That could damage your career. Right. And I think a lot of people are worried about their, their lives or careers being damaged. And I had this conversation with a friend of mine. He's like, oh, you know, years ago, dude, you just posted whatever you wanted on social media. You didn't care. And I'm like... Well, I, I kind of care now. I'm a little bit older, and yeah. I don't want to lose my job, and I want to because we've um, seen it happen to people. We have seen it happen. We have, and and I'm the, I don't want to I don't want to be one of those people. Um, and I'm and I'm choosing my words carefully while we speak about choosing our words carefully because at the end of the day, I just I may not like something, and and when I say something, I mean something specific, not like oh this weather sucks, like. No one's going to get angry at you for not liking the weather. The <laughs> like, we- right. All. The weather's not going to yell at you. You know, and and with that with that in mind, there are a lot of things I dislike. You know, I like making jokes, but I don't like making jokes at people's expenses. And I think a lot of times if you're going to be if you're going to be that kind of person that, um, you know, that, that you want to give your opinion on things, then you have to deal with the consequences that come with it. And I think most people don't want to deal with the consequences. I think being honest, yeah, that most people don't want to deal with the consequences. And I mm-hmm. think being mm-hmm. honest is a virtue if someone is asking for your opinion. Now, just to, you know, jump on somebody who maybe isn't seeking any sort of advice and going, yo, this sucked or this wasn't good and here's why, unsolicited criticism, maybe that's a bad look. But if somebody is specifically asking for, you know, help or feedback or something and you're doing a disservice to them just by blowing sunshine up their ass you know just by saying oh that was great if it's not sometimes you need to hear things you you need to hear it but don't want to hear it and sometimes life's tough get a helmet i mean it's not (laughs) yeah well you said unsolicited um 
criticism. Yeah. And and I think what that happened, where that came from, is so is again social media. Um, I mean, even just going on Twitter. Yeah. And Twitter is a cesspool. I I can't stand Twitter. It I really, really is. Hard, I have such a hard time with it because there's no like rhyme or reason, and I can't find what goes where and who said what and whatever, whatever. But someone would say something, and I would respond, and they got angry because it was unsolicited. But at the same time, you're posting on social. It's just like the my high school friend. That's you know the comment from last night. You're you're putting something out there, and you're asking people to. And this can relate back to Jennifer Lopez and 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 the, and the halftime show is you're putting something out there and you want people to react to it, but when they react to it, you get angry. So your they want you to react is, to it, but they only want you to react positively in their way, the way they want it to. But but even when you are positive, and let's take it back to the halftime show again, I thought the halftime show was good. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I didn't have any problems with it. What a good time it was watching that. They sounded great. These are all positive things that I'm looked at by some people as, as oh, no, you can't do, no, no, that was a bad halftime show. Bad to them is good. It's, it's, it's a terrible, it's, it's all social media. It goes, <laughs> which I believe you and I both said about four months ago that we were going to take some time off of it in 2020. And I don't think we, uh, I don't think we've, uh, Adhered to our to our uh, to our our, our resolution from a few from a <laughs> month or two ago, month ago. Well, yep. what I have done, I'm still on the the big the famous platforms, the big platforms. However, yeah. I have no qualms now about muting and uh, not unfollowing. But I've muted a ton of people over the last two or three weeks, and my life is better for it because I don't see the bullshit that used to make me roll my eyes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, everyone has that FOMO. Everyone everyone wants to be able to know what's going on. But if you're going to mute someone and it's for the better, then I always say, if you don't know what they're saying, you can't respond to it. So you can't, you can't, you can't get in trouble if you have nothing to say. And you can't get mad about stuff that you're unaware of. Correct. You know? um, Sadly, trends make us see a whole lot more. You know, I true. Could, I could hide 100 people and for every 100 people, there could be 10 that you know, talk about the thing that I was hiding the other people talking about. But hi- hiding only goes so far because, you know, it's it's kind of like putting the cookies in the jar above the sink or above the refrigerator so you can't reach them. But you still know they're because, there. Because you know they're there. You know they're there. And you know you can grab them. And you know if you really want that cookie, you will. I'm going to get so it. Even- even if you even if you uh, block not block if you uh, hide someone or you or you mute them, I know and you and you cannot disagree. You cannot deny that you do this. That you will physically go to their page. Just it's like a, it's like a crazy ex uh, crazy ex boyfriend or girlfriend. You got to know what they're saying. You got to know what they're doing. And and not all the time, but there's a part of you that goes, I want to know what they're talking about. I want to know what they're saying. I want to know what's going on. No comment. Okay. That is <laughs> fair. My, okay. So that is uh, fair. In conclusion, do you really not like my sweatshirt? Um, I mean it's <laughs> it looks like the Sherpa inside, which it I, is. It's super- I love Sherpa inside sweatshirts, but every Sherpa sweatshirt I found, when I put it on, I, I look like the Michelin man. Like I, I I this sweatshirt I'm wearing is thin as day, but it's so comfortable. But that thing, man, I love Sherpa, but I can't find one that fits me. You're skinny. You're you're a stick, so it looks good on you. Feels like I'm wearing a hug. 
But your glasses, on the other hand, get some real glasses. Dude, get it. Yeah, they look awful on you. I'm kidding. I can, I can still see your face. <laughs> when I was considering getting LASIK a, a long time ago, one of my good yeah. friends, and we've been friends for 30 years. We met in the third grade. I was like, yeah, what do you think? I'm thinking about getting LASIK. He goes, mm, I like the glasses. They hide yeah. more of your face. Yep, that's right. You can still see some of your face, which is okay. Thanks, but friend. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say negative things about you unless something's negative. And, and frankly, at the end of the day, dude, for the most part, if you have thick skin, you can handle that kind of stuff. If you can, if you can, uh, if you, if you can, if you can push through it, you'll be fine. But I, I social media just kind of ruined it for everybody. Like I said, life's tough. Get a helmet.